What's up, Girls' Night gang? Welcome to another episode of Girls' Night with Alexis. Today, we are joined by a woman who does it all. She is a stand-up comedian, actress, podcast host, radio host, and television host. She is also a writer and producer known for her work in I Feel Pretty, Trainwreck, and Punching the Clown. This super talented, <laughs> hilarious, and outrageous woman has so many accomplishments, accomplishments, which yes. has inspired me so much. And it is an honor to have her on the podcast today. So let's welcome Nikki Glazer. Thank you. I was trying to show off by doing my makeup during my intro. You can, you I, are like, a woman that a does it brazen, all. And I did an underline that I didn't want. So I got to match it over here. Uh, I'm just really going all in. Um, thank you so much for that introduction. It sounded like I was Amy Schumer for a second because you were like, as seen in train wreck. Uh, Amy no, you, Schumer show. I feel pretty because uh, for a while I was like uh, Amy put me in a lot of stuff. It was so awesome. Oh, she's the best. She slid into my DM when I was on The Bachelor and I Yay! like my heart like sank into my vagina. And oh, my God. That's I, so exciting. Yeah. And she follows me and I check at least once a week if she still follows me and she does. So shout out oh my to God, Amy. Just stop checking. That. Just assume it, you know, like yeah, no. someday she won't and you'll be disappointed, but it won't be personal. It'll just be like, she's like, yeah, she's, you know, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Like, uh, there could be some kind of bug because sometimes I tell, <laughs> I, I tell people I didn't unfollow you. They're like, you're, you, I go, I followed you. And they're like, you don't follow me. I'm like, I didn't unfollow you. Like that would be insane. Like for me to go through and I, it must be a bug is what I tell them or like some kind of thing. But even though I probably would just did it when I was in a fit of anger and I don't remember it. <laughs> Not because I was drunk, because I don't even drink, so I don't have that excuse. But like, yeah, I probably did it. I probably muted you. I Sorry. Just, I just have to tell the listeners that she is full blown doing her makeup while she's like doing this podcast, which is amazing. Yeah, you are. I just want. I like. I just wanted to elevate it, and I, we don't have time. So yeah, it is. It is what it is. And she's living in the Cayman Islands, living it up. So. Yes. You're I living finished, your best life. Uh, yeah. Making a show. And I just decided to stay in these islands where I had to quarantine two weeks to even make the show here. So I'm just going to like stick around. Yeah. And you have like this beach look going on and I'm loving it. So I'm just in this amazing like hotel that would have been usually $4,000 a night. And it's <laughs> not cheap. It's 600, but that ain't 4,000. It's nice as fuck. No, Cayman and, uh, I'm loving my life. I'm at the Kimpton and if you stay at the Kimpton, if you ever come to fucking Grand Cayman and you should, Grand Cayman is a great place. I want to move here and not for the, I like paying taxes in the U.S. I like paying, I actually enjoy paying taxes. I'm a weird person. I like, feel like it's my civic duty and I don't even look at that money as mine. So I'm not avoiding taxes down here, but it is a benefit of living here if you are so inclined. Okay. <laughs> I love you. And I but everything's like expensive as shit. It's like living in a, uh, on a, in an airport. I remember my, I went with my sister and my dad and a dinner was like $600. And I think I had a loaf of bread and I was like, okay. Um, it's, yeah, it is. It is literally like dining. It's the same prices as airport dining. It's going to be pricey. Exactly. Um, but I just want to let the girls night listeners know that we've met before. So we met in Austin yeah. for a comedy show. And I remember thinking that I was really funny and I would say a joke, whatever in the crowd. It was like, it was like a crowd of maybe 50, 40 people. And yeah. like two people clapped when I said a joke and it was my sister and my boyfriend. And then you would say a joke and you had the whole bar like fucking roaring uh, and laughing. Well, and I was like, they expect it from me and they don't expect it from you, first of all. So like it takes them a second that they're like that you're being sarcastic or not what they think. You get up there and you just seem like a personator for the the bachelor and so you kind of being funny is like disarming so people sometimes are like what yeah or maybe your jokes were bad i don't remember you being not funny but <laughs> it might have I... been my jokes are bad because i was really nervous because my boyfriend was there and i'm super vulgar 
vulgar. It's really hard to be funny. It yeah. really is. Like you can be funny with your friends, but learning how to be funny in front of a crowd is is a skill and it's not the same, but it's it, you can learn it. Yeah. You know? Well, but like you, you yeah, got it. You like got it I down. Bombed, I bombed so much. And that's why I can say it's like you could you could it's a skill you could build. Yeah. But no. it's, it's always lurking in the shadows. You could always bomb wildly and it's humiliating. <laughs> but no one laughs at a joke that you take a real risk on. Oh, that one that stings more than a lot of things in life. I know. I really think it was only my sister and Tyler clapping my boyfriend. And I was like, that's OK, so nice. What a supportive boy. I know. Like, are you still with him? Yes, I am. Unfortunately. Okay. No, I'm kidding. Okay. I love him to death. But anyways, that's okay. so nice. Okay, so after I met you, you had to leave the show early because you were a busy boss bitch. You had to yeah, go. It was Arden, uh, Arden Marine's show. Yes, shout um, out to Arden, love her. Like she is the what is it called? Will you take this? Will you accept, will accept this, this rose? rose? Yes, it's so she's so fucking funny. That, if you're so, a Bachelor fan, if you don't listen to that show, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, but she, yeah, it was a live version of that at a comedy festival in Austin, and yeah, I had to leave because I had to go do like a stand up set. But that was really fun. No, that was really fun, and you were so down to earth and so cool, and you oh, like I was, were like, offering me- by your beauty, and like <laughs> you were in. You were just intimidating. I remember you being with a guy and I was like wanting to be friends with you, but I was also like, I want to give her her space. And I wanted to also make you feel comfortable because I knew that like, this isn't a thing you do every day, go in front of a crowd and speak on microphone. I'm sure you've done it a little bit since becoming known for the, on The Bachelor, but it's kind of, I just, you just want to make people feel comfortable. So I tried to do that, but you were also like kind of off limits because you were with your boyfriend. I thought maybe you could be a bitch. I don't know. No, I I didn't know. But then I, then I knew, I think the first thing we said to each other was, I don't remember exactly, but I immediately was like, oh, she's cool. Yeah. I think you gave me like champagne and I was like, I think I drank the whole thing. Which was amazing oh, because I was so fucking nervous. And I remember I was wearing oh white, God, I was yeah. wearing white pants and everything you said, I peed a little. And I was like, if I have, if I pee through these white pants, I am. That'd be hot. It would have been fun. It would have been the funniest joke that I made. Um, that would be, that would be great. That would be a great story. I would love that. But, uh, you, but yeah, the, you, I remember those white pants. I did, it's all coming back to me. They were fantastic. You just looked so hot. I was just kind of like staring at you like, God, she's so like hot and like glamorous, like how, and very put together and just like, but I'm not. Like a, you look like a famous person. And but, so you were very like, I wanted to stare at you, but I also was like, I don't want to like creep her out. But like, I was just like, look at this. She is very, like every part of her is man, well manicured and like maintained and she looks comfortable and like still herself. How how does one do that? Oh well, thank you. I mean, I it's a lot of work. It was. I mean, I fucking good and cute. Well, cheers to that. I'm gonna take a tequila shot for you. But after the Austin uh, comedy show, you drinking that with uh, electrolyte. So I'm dehydrating <laughs> okay, while I'm like a, like a, a Pedialyte thing, but I yeah, guess it kind of is. You did yes. have a Pedialyte last time. Yeah. So I drink, I t- drink that's tequila smart. with Pedialyte. So I'm hydrating, dehydrating. It's like my thing. I don't Love. know. I'm okay, kind of smart. I'm kind of smart. Um, that's not, that's, that's, I would do the same. Yeah. Um, okay. But literally after I met you in Austin, you fucking blew up. I remember seeing you on Jimmy Fallon and like, uh, how was that a Howard's? Stern the same year. Yeah. yeah. Cause it was 2017. Yeah. And I was yeah, like, so, yeah, I guess we met 2017. I was it like, it's going, you know, like people keep going like that was the year you blew up. That was the year, but it really did reach a, um, like, uh, there was, it was like uh, my special bang and came out in October of 2019, 18, 18. Yes. So long ago. And, um, I've put out a bunch of stuff since then. You can check out my special banging on Netflix, but I also have uh, the, the Degenerates, which is especially put out yes. at the end of 2000. 
or at the beginning of 2020, uh, half hour special on Netflix as well. That is a totally wild, insane set that I had like a mental breakdown the night before <laughs> filming it. So I was just kind of unhinged. I really like that set a lot. It's very no. authentic. I was very like, and the and I was very skinny, and so the dress is like insane. But I look pretty hot. It was probably no, you the look so I've ever looked, hot. But I was tr- leaning into it. I was like, fuck it. I feel I'm like stressed out and skinny right now. I'm just gonna wear a dress that like only like Miley Cyrus 2013 could wear. You know, like like Hannah insane. Montana. Face. Yeah, like there's no, I have no fat on my, but like there's nothing that this, this, this kind of tightness is not okay in any level. Well, it's not like I wouldn't feel as comfortable. I, I just leaned into having a pop star's like emaciated body from overwork if for that because I had that level of stress led my body to look that way. I didn't want to look that way. And then I, I, I just put a dress on top of it that was so tiny. And it's, but actually I felt great in it. It made me feel confident and it made me go out there and like crush in a way that made me feel, even though I'm dressed so much not like myself, it was what I was feeling that night being in Vegas and like being on stage and feeling like this guy had just been disappointed. Like I was fired up. Like I was just like, didn't really want to do the special. I just getting kicked off Dancing with the Stars. Oh my God, uh, I forgot you did Dancing I, with the Stars. Yeah, it was, and oh, oh, I just did the roast. I was burnt out from the roast. And then right on after the roast, I felt, I did the last roast. I think it was, yeah, it was the last one I did, the Alec Baldwin. I did that on in like on a Friday and I had to do my taping on a Sunday for my half hour. And I just didn't have time to work on the set. So I did two totally different half hour sets at each taping. It was a mess to even like edit because it was just all over the place. But in that sense, it's like very unbridled. And like, I was really like fucking angry and tired and like couldn't, couldn't even muster the strength to care and treat it like a, a taping. So it ends up being pretty authentic, but, but it always reminds me of a really low moment in my life. But at the same time, sometimes those are the best performances when you just like gate, don't emotional. care, you're emotional. You're just being so real and authentic because then people will relate. Like, for example, I came to the podcast one day. I had a full-blown anxiety attack while we were recording, like crying, hysterical. And I think that was our most viewed podcast I mean, after yeah. this one, of course, when we release it. But um, yeah, I but like, like people relate. People, people want to see that shit exact- because they're, that's their biggest fear is having a panic attack in front of people or having people think that they're weak. And it's like I fainted on stage before. It was humiliating. I was on stage in the middle of a stand up set and I fainted on stage and I was like, I thought it was going to be the end of my career, even though it was like a bar and grill in like West Covina. It was like, and I was a young comic. It didn't matter at all. Like nothing changed. I, so I had a a moment of weakness that was due to the fact that I had an eating disorder. Like it's okay that all that happened. Like I'm okay that I have anxiety. That makes me like look emaciated. I don't need to apologize for looking skinny or like be like, and even if I was trying to be skinny and was like anorexic, I don't need to be sorry about that either because I didn't like this whole thing of like, I'm not whenever, cause I have a history of anorexia. Whenever I get skinny now, I have to like constantly give reasons why it's happening and like Stress. excuse myself of it because I feel unjustified in, you know, being thin because it's, you're trying to do that. You're trying to be thin, eat something, eat a cheeseburger and like, but you're not. And it feels like it's your fault. Yeah. And none of it's your fault though. Even if you're trying to lose weight by starving yourself and that's the best you could come up with, that ain't your fault either. And the fact that you're obsessed with it and it really has nothing to do with your body. Like none of it, you know, I just experienced so much when I was anorexic of like people being like, just eat. And I like, could, I just didn't understand that it was like, it wasn't my choice. Like I couldn't, I was was not, I was not in control of that at all. No, but how are you doing now? Oh, I'm good now. Like I, I'm in recovery for it. And I, but I've only really 
you know, gotten a real grasp on it in the past year where I'm like, I there don't isn't. want food to control my life. I don't want to live a life that I don't care about being, if that, if that is what it takes to be thin is being obsessed with food. Then I, I don't, don't want, want it. But the of- thing is like, your body will find where it's supposed to be naturally. And I know that I hate that so much, but like, I didn't get my period for many years because I was just so stressed out and like overworked. And I always was like, oh, it's cause I am not gonna gain weight. And I was like, I'm not gonna gain weight. I'm, I'm fucking annoyed that Emily Ratajkowski gets to look like that and be so skinny and still be able to conceive, but I can't fuck it. I'm just gonna be that skinny and fuck my body telling me that I'm, but then I got my hormones fixed and I started eating a balanced diet. I'm still just the same size. My body is meant to be what it is. It's it a little is. bit thinner right now because I'm stressed out. And I just went through like a heartbreak and also falling in love, which makes me like oh. very quickly, which are things that fuck with your appetite. But I have rules for myself now where I don't get to, I don't get to fuck with my food. So it keeps me in check. Like I do not get to skip a meal ever. Breakfast, lunch, dinner you has have to, to happen no matter what. And if I break it, that's like me having a drink, you know? Yeah. So uh, that keeps me so I'm never in a state of starvation because I really like starving myself. It gives me a false sense of control. <laughs> Sometimes I like to throw up. Not like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just after I drink, like, I think I just like to get the poison out. Yes. And it's probably not like you unhealthy. You have the guilt about it. It's making you feel kind of sick. Oh, I get so you, sick. And then like, I and you're basically, like, I know this is going to be happening tomorrow. Why don't I just get ahead of it? Yeah. And then I basically didn't drink, you know, because I threw it all up. So, right. So it's, 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 it's a form. It's the same kind of thing of eating. It's like getting rid of the thing that I just went over, did it on. Yes. Like that. And, and like and people do it with exercising weight calories. Like it's all, or, you know, I would do it with starving myself afterwards. I used to throw up. I was bulimic for a while and would like, you know, just eat things that would come up easily. Like I knew all the tricks I would use tools to do it. I wasn't like, it wasn't the thing that was going to kill me, even though it really could have, to be yes. honest, but it was just a filthy habit that I was so ashamed of and like never could talk about when it was happening. And I, it would just, it's so, I was like clean. I would clean toilets more than hotel maids, you know, because every time I got like, I have to like scrub, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes, it's crazy. You get like, or like, why am I cleaning a toilet at my friend's house? What is going on in my life that I am having to wipe up her shit because it might be my vomit and she might know like that kind of stuff. And it was just like, I am so sorry for laughing because obviously the behaviors are just rampant. Mine when at my lowest, like recently that made me go, you got to do something about this. Yeah. Is like when I was just eating, like I was starving all day doing intermittent fasting, you know, Oh, it's a yes. diet. It's cool. So I'd starve all day. It's like the, what we're meant to do. And it's like, I don't, yeah, I know, but people don't, you get obsessed with it, especially if you have eating disorder tendencies already, like it's never going to be enough. So I was starving all day. I lived this way for four years, starve all day, start eating for dinner and then not stop eating until, um, you know, the, the early wee hours of the morning and I would eventually go to bed, but then the food would bring, come to bed in the form of like protein bars or something that wouldn't make a mess Yes, and that I could eat throughout the night. So I would like consume so many more calories that I even need it during the day at night in these like really inefficient ways. And like, but it was like my special time alone with it. And I was just like, Oh my God, like this. Why do you think you can't be in a relationship? Maybe because you have wrappers in your bed. You're waking up to every morning. Like what is going on with your life, girl? So I like had to just look at it and get real, especially with pandemic where I'm living with my parents, waking up with these wrappers. And I'm like, what are you doing? Um, And 
and you want a boyfriend? Yeah, right. You don't want a boyfriend because you'll be you'll miss the rappers in your bed. So I had to get the rappers out of so my it's bed. So either the rappers or a in. boyfriend. Yeah. yeah, I want I want actual rappers okay. in my bed. Yeah, like, I get I, it. You know, and not <laughs> white ones. Uh, I dated a few of those, and I, they are not no longer welcome. Yeah, but no, I, I uh, no, I don't. I just want. Um, I, I just it just got too bad. You know, where you just go. I don't want to live this way anymore. And I had moments like that a bunch in my like. Uh, decades of having an eating disorder, but, um, this one was just, it was, it was one that I could have lived on forever. I really could have, this wasn't going to kill me when I had anorexia when I was 18, it was going to kill me. And thank God I figured it out, but this wouldn't have killed me. It would have just kept me from maybe finding a husband, maybe having kids. If I want them, I don't think I do being happy, being thinking of anyone outside myself, because when you're thinking about your, when you're obsessed with your weight and you're obsessed with your entire hungry, you don't think about anyone else. All you think about is hungry. You're like a fucking bitch. Yeah. And so you need food to function. And if anyone's interested in how I did, like did it and I don't do that, like I, I can fuck with food still, but it's within there's rules around it that like, I can get barely legal with my rules now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't eat in bed anymore and I eat three meals a day, but sometimes I eat four meals a day and the next oh, day I might eat three meals and one of them's smaller. So, but at least I'm doing, it. at, at least, least I'm putting do- food in my body when I get up and I'm not skipping it because the skipping then, oh, then the next meal is really long. So there's like, you make rules for yourself, but if anyone's interested in, in how I did it, you can always like Instagram message me and I'll try to get back to you. But, um, there's like, it, it, I suffered with eating disorders forever and I'm just now finding relief from it and, and experiencing like, a life without it, even though I thought it could never be because it doesn't have to never be. You can actually be the like yourself. Like I, I actually like myself. I don't just accept it. I'm kind of like, oh my God, even like my grossest parts. I, and I always thought what that was like impossible. I legit, like there's so many things that annoy me about my face right now. Like I could nitpick a million things about me that I'm disgusted by. Like and a I could beautiful Cayman, um, a Cayman Islands goddess. I don't know what you're talking about. No, but I could do it. I could do it. And there are things that like, if I hone in on, like I could get really upset. Like there's been times where I zoomed in on a picture of me. My first paparazzi photo of me ruined my evening because I was on oh, Dancing with the Stars the and they snapped a shot. And my neck looked so, it looked like um, Barbara from Shark Tank. That's how old I looked my neck. Oh, and Barbara my from Shark Tank is an old elderly woman. <laughs> yes. And it looked like her, ne- her neck. And it's just this wild <laughs> angle that my neck is. But I was so skinny that I had no fat. So my neck just kind of like, like wrinkled up like my forehead. It was like that, you know, my neck. And I was like, get, looking at the Daily Mail. It's my first time in the Daily Mail, which I consume. I'm like excited. Yeah. And it's like uh, speculating that I'm dating a grocery store Joe, which I wasn't. He was just getting Starbucks <laughs> at the same place. And we were in the same season of Dancing with the Stars. It wasn't announced yet. So it looked like we could be canoodling, which I totally knew was going to, when I saw the paparazzi on the way back, I was like, oh my God, that's going to look like we're like dating. But there was, there's nothing there. It was yeah, like, she yeah. sees my friend Kendall. But, um, but I was so upset at that image of my wrinkly neck that I was at a music festival that night that I was performing at. I was at like Kaboo down in, fucking I don't, I don't know two hours south of los angeles at a great festival the foo fighters were playing and i was in my trailer at kaboo after performing to a huge crowd sobbing because i thought so you my were- neck so much i'm gonna have to kill myself like i used to feel that way about no! myself I'm not kidding you. i missed a foo fighters experience where i could have seen the foo fighters who are one of my favorite bands but i was so tired i was doing dancing with the stars at the time so i was so just tired and sad and like in such a place of self-hate that I, so I'm just saying I came from that to actually being like, 
healthy like, oh and my in God. control. Like, I look, my face is like, my skin is like slipping off my skull like every year. And it's funny. Like who cares? You're going to get old. Like, let's laugh about it because it ain't, you ain't getting younger. Yeah, no, I'm happy. And I'm proud that you like took the steps to make yourself better and not fucking continue this unhealthy path. And you seem like you look, you look amazing and you seem happier and you seem like you have control over it. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's not easy, but it's like it's also kind of easy. Like, it's just you doesn't have to be really this way. And I always just kind in. of like was the, my eating disorder was me. And it just like now it is me because I get to talk about having one and be like, I have control and over it. I'm recovered. But yeah, you're taking accountability it, for it. It can always come back. Yeah, well, you know? let's hope not. Keep eating your three meals a day. Yeah, I'm Don't sure overwork. it'll change into something much more vicious anytime. <laughs> I do smoke a lot of weed, but that doesn't make my life, that doesn't make men uh, not want to be intimate with me. Exactly. At least not yet. Okay, okay. I love you and I'm proud of you. And I hope Thank that you. everything is continuing the way it is. But yeah, I want to ask you some of my random thoughts and I want you to react because you're oh, fucking hilarious. I love this. Hilarious. I love this. Yes. So I do I, this I every, I, I, yeah, I do this every week just because my brain is, I, I mean, I smoke weed. Well, I don't smoke. I just take weed gummies. Yeah, these are like, these is like your up. I mean, these are like jokes. I feel like these are like joke premises and we're going to like workshop them. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay. So first, yeah, that's what I think it is. How does one decide they want to be a hand or foot model? Like who decides in their life that, because I, I mean, Maybe I'm just jealous because I have caveman feet and uh, yeah, linebacker so hands. Yeah, you would be steered in this direction. Yeah, but so the the way people become it is that people go, "You have beautiful hands." They're they're probably a model in another way. I don't think people go, "I'm going to be a hand model." But if you've constantly been told you have beautiful hands and people comment on them too much, you just go, "Okay, I'm going to try Maybe that that's out my and see thing. if it's lucrative." I wonder that's if they easy. make a lot of money. Yeah, for like one, I think they do. They work. Uh, enough but I wouldn't say a ton but like I think it's probably a good gig and um yeah it's it's keeping your hands young that's like how old you look it's <laughs> oh like, I look know at this person's hands and neck like we can't hide that as much I know and, that's um, the worst yeah I think it's just something you that's how I got into comedy is people are like you're funny you should be a comedian and I was like really and they're like yeah you should I was like okay I'll, and then I like it just takes someone telling you like complimenting you enough to like steer you that way yeah no because I I have my a jewelry line and I just got like anklets in and I'm like I cannot use my fucking feet so I need uh Oh, my feet are really bunion-y and I just started like loving them and not hiding them. But look at this. Look at that. <gasps> oh, six thumbs up. That is the worst it's ever looked, to be honest with you. I think it's getting worse. Wait, what size are you? I'm a size. I mean, it looks huge. I'm a size. The foot freaks are going to love this. People hate Wait. my feet. Um, but you, this is actually, I have like a pretty skinny foot. I kind of like them, but I have these bony protrusions. They're not like filled with pus they're just like my bones are sh taking the shape of a stiletto heel that i've been shoved into because i'm trying to have a show on mtv and look young and relevant and look sexy so men like me so that they'll give me money and also maybe marry me i just want to be liked <laughs> wait you didn't answer what size shoe are you nine and a half me too Okay, we're yeah. twins, I'm, but I'm in between a nine and a half, ten, which is so awkward. Okay, so, yeah, that is an awkward. I'm between a nine and a nine and a half, I would say, and I am just tired of shoving my feet into tiny little shoes. It hurts too much. It's, yeah, I bunions my are bones are rejecting. But, yeah, my but my two toe, like your side bone, kind of is out, and my two, yeah. but my toes like crawl over, which I think is oh, ten times worse. Yeah. 
They do that, the hammer toe. Yeah, the hammer toe. Mine are all and I'm proud of this too. They are like because we've been crunched into shoes. It's not hereditary. It's like literally is our shoes were too small. And like, as women, we're just like, I'm like, you always want to have a little foot because Cinderella, (laughs) Cinderella's shoes, she would have huge bunions by now. Cinderella would look like she lives through the Ming dynasty with what her, the hooves she would have from those little tiny glass slippers. Ow. <laughs> Jesus. I can't. Okay. I'm so okay. tired of shoes being uncomfortable. I know. Okay. So, uh, okay, next thought. Okay. Our color, I don't know if this is fucked up or not, but are color people, are, are color blinds people allowed to drive? Is this fucked? Is this a fucked up thought? I thought it was going to be. Um, it was color, when you said colored people, but no, when, you, when you corrected it, I said color. Why are they not? Oh my God, we have to so cut was, that out. No, you don't have to bleep no, it. No, you, you corrected it. That was funny. It. It's all good. You're so yeah. cute. Our it wasn't even mean to say that. people co- allowed to that drive. Was fu- yeah, it's, it's, it was a funny moment. You should keep it in. Okay. Uh, you weren't saying that. It, and then I made a joke that made it. It was fine. You're so cute. Are colorblind people allowed to drive? I think they aren't allowed to be in the Air Force. Well, because if they can't see red, yellow, or green when they're driving, that was just why I was... I think they probably just learned differently, like that red... red that whatever that color is looks red to me. Like they just think that that's red. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. like that's been red their whole life. So they just assume. So I think they're probably okay. Yeah. Or that like, is an interesting, that is a great, uh, like high idea. Yeah. That was one of the thought thoughts that I had when I was on my weed gummies, but I love how you say thought, <laughs> thought, thought, <laughs> thought. I really like the way you talk. I think I've accidentally talked like you a couple times because I'm so into it. <laughs> I like turn into people I talk to. Well, please do. I like it. Okay. Okay. I will. Okay. Next question. I mean, next thought. Who, why do guys look like they are about to be electrocuted before they come? Why are guys look like, okay, they legit do. They look like they're about to be electrocuted. They do. They like right before they come and like, they make a weird face. Like I said in my special actually that they look like, um, the I can't do this. They look like the guy from Men in Black uh, that's like Ugh! and like walks around like they turn into a zombie. It's because there is like an explosion of chemicals going off in their head that make them so dumb. That's why I love horny men. They're just disabled. They become so mentally disabled as they get horny and hornier. I like watching them at strip clubs because they just look like powerful men just go like turned into drooling morons. Ew, I know. It turns me their off. Way to, to coming where they look like zombies who have, have no brains anymore. Like, you know, like there's, it's such a weird look, but I look, I would like to see how I look before I do it. Um, we but, definitely look so um, hot. We look, I think we look, I mean, I guys, don't, not so much. I like, I like when guys look like that, by the way, I am really? into like you being completely weakened and like, the, it kind of creeps me out, like, like out of you. Does and, every like, guy just, do that? Yes. I have to ask. Really? Does every guy do it? Yes. And yes. it's different yeah, I forms. I want every man to know that every man does some version of. That's like 100% of the time. <laughs> it's every guy does that it's like bro you didn't do that much work chill like i was just down on you for an hour okay um, i know it, that's so funny that's like, so funny you, they literally act like they you, just got done with like a marathon competition yeah. and just like yeah they're like out of a fucking what are those dumb classes that everyone takes uh, uh the fucking uh 
Oh yes. my God, something with the P. CrossFit. Yeah, CrossFit. Oh, yeah, yeah. I they really make the same sound. It's the same sounds as when they like put down weights and stuff. It seriously it's is like, that exact same. Uh, uh, and I like it, but you're right. It's not, it, maybe it is exhausting. Sometimes when I come, I am literally like, I can't like function. Like that's a good one. I'm jealous if guys feel that way every time. Yeah, but the, we're, if we're doing all the work, why are they acting like they fucking just did a CrossFit they literally, marathon? Their body, what you just made them do is so physically exerting, even for those couple seconds that they're exhausted and fucking they're allowed to feel that way, but they also need to it's acknowledge just that we're a little tie tie as well. Yeah. We may need to yawn because our jaw hurts from what we just did down there. It's not, it's not called a blow job because it's a job. Wait, what? You know what I mean? I think it, yeah. I mean, there's blow jobs can be, it's uh, called a job for a reason. Then why is it called a blow job? Cause you're blowing and it's a job. Because you got to like, put a lot of work into it. Because it's a funny it. two words to put together. And I think that's <laughs> I think probably a great it, word. Because there's no blowing on it. And it doesn't, it does yeah, feel like a job at sometimes, but you, there's ways where you can just go. Sometimes I'm just like, do you just want to jerk off? And I like look at it close by with my mouth. Like just you finish this. Like yeah. we're not, I'm not going to be insulted. I've tried my best. You're in a weird state of mind. Even if you don't want to do that, like sometimes it takes too long. And you're like, do what you need to do right yeah. now to just end this. Yeah, and I'm just not a hand job gal. I'm just first of all, my you can be. I I, I mean, either, I but can just, be. If you like, if you're comfortable enough with a guy, just like play with his penis. It's so fun. No, I you love can just playing. make it about you. Yeah, the amount of times I've offered a blowjob to Tyler the past maybe two months is more than I have in my entire life because he just had surgery. So he's like, I can't have, he can't be electrocuted right yes. now because he hurt right. his he shoulder can't come right now. So I'm like. I get it, but like at the same time, let, but he he doesn't want to be electrocuted right now because like if I gave him a job, he would. So I'm just right. Uh, wow, that sucks. <sighs> How is he? Is he like having nocturnal emissions? Then he has. Please, <laughs> because I, if you're not getting it, if you're not coming during the day, it'll find a way out. I'm serious. It's true. <laughs> I'm going to ask him when I go home. <laughs> I bet he, I bet he has. I mean, like there's gotta be a way though, that he can come and not have to like turn into a demon. No, he turns into a demon, but I don't look yeah. at him. I think I close my eyes, but okay. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think I close my eyes, even though I've been la, with la, him la, la, for, la, la, la. for four years. Yeah. I love him to death. I just, I just rather. You just don't want to see yeah. that guy. You don't want to <laughs> see that little <laughs> glimpse into whatever is deeply inside his. Yeah, I'm good. Like animal soul. Yeah. night gang the struggle of finding somebody the perfect gift is officially over thanks to note cube i talked about note cube on the previous podcast but i'm gonna mention it again because that is how much i am obsessed with it and i told you guys i got my mom one for mother's day and i just got my sister one because my sister has everything so I was like, what am I going to get somebody that has everything and can get anything at any time? So I got her a note cube because it's just such a sentimental, heartwarming gift and something that she is going to remember forever. A note cube is the new and thoughtful way to show someone special how much you love and appreciate them. It's a beautifully packaged box full of customized messages based on their amazing qualities and you can even add photos. The process of creating a note cube is so easy. I was flabbergasted because I 
couldn't believe how fast it was and how easy it was. Like, I think I did my sister's gift in under three minutes. So all you do is go to their website, you enter their name, select 10 to 20 of their best qualities. Then within a few seconds, you'll have up to 60 loving messages created for you based on their qualities. Then you edit and add photos to make it even more special. It really is such a perfect, thoughtful, unexpected gift. It's amazing for Mother's Day, Father's Day, anniversaries, birthdays, weddings, Valentine's Day, etc. So Girls Night Gang, don't you worry, I got a code for you. If you want to make somebody feel special and loved and appreciated, a no cube is the perfect way to do so. So we have a special offer for all you guys. It's 20% off when using the code NIGHT. So all you do is go to thenocube.com and use the code NIGHT and you get 20% off. Once again, that's thenotecube.com and you use the code NIGHT for 20% off. Thank me later. Okay, okay. I know you have to go soon, so really quick. Um, since you have amazing commentary, obviously, I feel like it would just be fun to play a game called Getting Weird with Nikki Glazer. So... I'm going to ask you random questions and just give an insight to the Girls Night listeners about yourself and how fucking cool and amazing you are. So I heard you don't have a problem with micropenises. Would you care to elaborate? Yeah, I mean, I they're not ideal, but <laughs> nothing, a lot of, no guy is perfect. So there might be a guy that like is everything you want, but he has a micropenis and you're like, I need a big dick. Okay, well then use dildos and stuff. Like use fingers. Like you can have so many good orgasms without a dick. Oh my God. How do you think lesbians get by? They don't have dicks. They just like bring them in. So it doesn't, but you've is, had it is experience like a confident with- guy and he's isn't constantly like making your life miserable because he can't get over the fact that he wishes his dick were bigger then be with a, if a confident guy with a micro penis is going to make show you a better time than a guy with a regular penis who feels like he missed out on life because he wasn't born with a big enough dick because yeah. he won't use he won't go do the things that he could do to make his dick so much better because he's like no my dick but you as with someone with micro penis has accepted that you can't do those things so you've looked into the tools and you figured out how to eat pussy and they're yeah, they're just they're more better they care more about how you and how you feel because they understand and they've accepted that they can't really provide. They, a lot of them care how, how they feel, but they just know that in order to get that reciprocation, they need to, like, a lot of guys don't care if a guy, girl comes at all. So this isn't just guys with micropenises. The fact that they even care that a girl comes, some of them I'm sure don't <laughs> because they, they just don't care. We give this like, oh, micropenis guys are so giving. No, some of them just fucking you know gaslight you with your micropenis they bust it out and you're like excuse me are you gonna address this or i have to act like this is normal then you do whatever you do to them and then you never talk to them again because they they didn't acknowledge that they have a micropenis and that it's like some it's weird or and then they don't do anything to you but if a guy that like makes you come a lot he busts that thing out and has all the tools to still please you and you don't feel weird about it because he's comfortable with himself bring it on <laughs> seriously i would like you know how do lesbians have relationships without dicks like they have really great fun masculine feminine energy submissive dominant relationships in either one of them have penises so like guys with micro micro penises penises. should not be you know disparaged against you can just fake i respect that i respect technology is amazing okay if you were a man for one day what would be the first thing you do 
<laughs> um, I would like jerk off or like try to get someone to suck my dick. <laughs> Me too. I would stick my, I would, I would stick my penis in everything. Blowjobs are. I would hire an escort probably just to experience like the best a blowjob could be. Yeah, same. And I would like swing it around. Or I'd, uh, I'd make the guy I was having sex with, uh, I guess jerk with that. I mean, no, I probably wouldn't want to see him because I'm like, I don't want him to see me like this. I got to go take care of this for it. But one day I'm going to go back, right? Yeah, yeah. No, we'll go, you go back after one day. So I would just like swing okay. mine around and stick one it in. One day? Oh, yeah. I would just play with my dick and yeah. just try to learn emotionally and where men are coming from. Yeah, and swing my balls and see like if I, like. Yeah, the skin. I would, would want to slap somebody in the face with my balls. If, for just one day, because then I'll go back and nobody would remember. Again, an escort might be down for that. That is probably something that is on their menu, so actually. Because I you, think guys do enjoy that, if, that act. If me and you turn into men for one day, we know where we're going. Okay, next question. <laughs> <laughs> what is the weirdest thing you find attractive in a person? Uh, wait, so read that again, because I just got a weird text that came through. So sorry, I was distracted. Do you what, wanna, what was that question? Do you want to be honest? <laughs> no, I love it. I literally see dogs outside and I forget where I am. I um, am ADD and my, <laughs> my medicine's wearing off. Uh, Same. Say it again. <laughs> what is the weirdest thing you find attractive in a person? Oh, I love this. Okay. Um, that is... Uh, you know, <laughs> I don't find anything weird. The thing is like, I realize that I can be attracted to literally anything <laughs> if I feel that connection or whatever, which I didn't, I've, I'm very like judgmental about people's looks. I'm not that there's not a lot of times where I see a guy and I'm just like, I usually it's a guy that's so hot that I'm like, I can't even get that. But like, it's rare that I see but a guy that I'm like, can. I can get, you, like, you can, like, I do see hot guys all the time, but they're never what I want them. It's rare that I've, like it's not rare actually i'm very attracted to men and like but i'm very picky it's i don't if i'm on tinder i would never the guys i've fallen in love with in my life not all of them but some of them have been guys i would swipe so hard left on like they're like everything about them the way they dress the way they look the way their faces the way their eyes are the way they like literally you're not attracted to them and then, but that same person I've met through my own life where I get to meet them in person and I am immediately aroused by them. It's not something that has to grow over time. Like I am legit turned on by this person because it's in person. So it's taught me that like, I can, if I love someone or have the potential of someone, I can really like anything. I can be into anything and be like, that's cute. I mean, we've all been, we've oh, all done that when we're yeah. like in love with a guy and you literally love him. And then you end up hating him and you like hate him for the thing you loved. It's because you don't like him anymore. If exactly. you loved him still, you would like that thing. Exactly. To all my exes that but I loved love before, <laughs> you know, like you can get it back, but like, yeah, I think that I am capable. I just was shocked at the most recent people I've been attracted to because Wait, they do not, they go against the grain. Are you going, getting down in the Cayman Islands? How's the Cayman Islands guys? Um, you know, I'm on Tinder. I just downloaded uh Tinder, which is like the only one they use. But before that I was using Raya and, uh, Bumble, Bumble, it would run out in like three swipes. And Tinder's okay, but the, the, they just make the lamest jokes because they're trying to be funny because they know I'm a comedian. And it just, and one guy was just like, I boozed up all yesterday. I don't drink. It's like, this isn't going to work. Yeah. And I'm really not looking for a relationship in the games. I was just looking for someone like insanely hot that I couldn't deny myself like hooking up with because I'm coming off of like a heartbreak thing that I'm kind of just like, okay, I need to wash that out of my hair and like see if I can still because I went through a period I didn't have sex since 2019 Ju June of 2019 and I just got I didn't have sex since then still but I just started hooking up again and I, by hooking up I mean I just think of that as like 
rolling around same, making out uh, same. up to sex. Everybody that I ever met has always called hooking up having sex. And I'm like, no, hooking up is just like no, hook, hooking up kissing. Some, and they go, no, to maybe high schoolers. And I'm like, yeah, I go by the high school meaning of hooking up, same. which is like not sex. <laughs> you say sex if you had sex. Yeah, I say boom. So, like, have you boomed him? Like, that's no, my No, I part. haven't boomed since January or J- June of 2019, but I did hook up and recently and i'm like oh i remember i can do this because i always you have can. a lot of like fear around being intimate with men and like being scared that i'm gonna get hurt it's like you do get hurt but then you listen to some taylor swift and you feel better so <laughs> i don't know it's like uh, i fucking you love you until it's until it's gone until the pain is gone or you just yeah my next special will be about it like oh my god pain please is okay. do I'll survive it yes Okay, two more questions. And then I know sh- this woman has is doing it all. She just did four podcasts. So I am so I have my own happy. podcast too called the Nikki Glazer podcast. That is every day, daily, Monday through Thursday. Please subscribe now. It's called the Nikki Glazer podcast. You get it anywhere you get podcasts. It's just me and my roommate hanging out every morning talking about what's going on in the world, what's going on in our lives. We're very candid. We're very honest. I never lie on the show ever, ever, ever. Me too. And you can join at any time. You could just be there and, and, and drop on in. You don't have to catch up. It's called the Nikki Glazer podcast. Monday. And- through Thursday it's, daily. It, <laughs> I love you. And uh, like, can I come on? Or uh, okay, never mind. Um, yeah. Well, we don't have guests. <laughs> we don't have guests. But when we do, that will be a thing that I will revisit. Okay. Because okay. We, we have to have on guests that I, you know, that people, the iHeart has a list. But in my perfect world, yes, you would be on my podcast. Okay. I love you. Thank you. Okay. So two more questions. What is the worst date you have ever been on? Um, uh, it was a, a Raya date and this guy invited me to, uh, I, I talked about it. There's a YouTube video of me talking to Natasha Legero and Moshe Kasher about a Raya date that I was, I, I t- taped this segment on my old radio show the day after it happened. And it's just like this guy, it, it felt like I was in the middle of like being punked. Like it just, just insanity ensued. And I felt like I was, it was like a being, blind date. It was a date, you know, Raya. Like I just was like met this oh, guy okay, on that, okay. the celebrity dating app. And oh, yeah. he wasn't a celebrity. It was just a writer who had a house in the hills. And then all of a sudden <laughs> all his roommates came home and like crashed it. And he got an important phone call that he was like screaming about. And I was like, oh my God, I just got like, he just realized he wasn't going to get laid and his friends like, or like he didn't like me. So they made up this thing and it felt like a performance. And then he swears it wasn't, but I'm like, it's so much was. So you can like look at that. YouTube yeah. I'm going to look at that after that. I, worst date. Yeah. I, Raya date. R-A-Y-A. <laughs> okay. Which I'm still on. <laughs> Wildest girls night. I feel like you have a good one. Wildest girls night. Um, well, they're always the ones that end up, I, well, I don't drink anymore. So I don't like those wild ones like are like, in my past, but the best yeah. ones that I have at, with my girls now are like being at a, like our sushi restaurant that we'd always get together at in New York with like this fun group of girlfriends that I have. And we like just eat the salad bar it was so good. And like, we just like eat so much food and feel so good. And then, um, and then we, one night we went into the bathroom cause we were talking about vaginas and we were like, we All need to compare our vaginas to feel like less weird about my own. Cause I was like, my vagina is too weird. And they were like, no, it's not. And I was like, I haven't hooked up in so long. I don't even know what it. And so we went in this bathroom and like pulled our labia out and it was just like a freeing experience. So that's a wild night for me. I used to do that in college with my friends too. It yeah. just helps you make feel better about your own vagina to see your friends. Yeah. Because when you're in health class in high school, they show one fucking vagina and they don't yeah. show that there's a and variety you watch porn and you don't know that yours is like very normal because porn is like the supermodels of vaginas you know like 
and and that's all arbitrary anyway guys don't even like little tiny vaginas sometimes like just yeah baby if, vaginas if you see your friends vaginas you'll feel better but yeah. we don't get to do that because they're not out and we're all like kind of nervous in the locker room so we don't really see <laughs> vaginas in the locker rooms and if you stare you're weird so like you never see vaginas so show your girlfriend your vaginas yeah that's the moral of the story and like can how, i leave how, on that note that that would be amazing that's my overall <laughs> mantra say it uh, one I more time you. thank you for having me say it one more time girls show each other your vaginas oh cr- Nikki Glazer out. Thank you so much.